Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Rushville. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Rush County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Good morning. It is Monday, March 13th. It is six minutes after 10 and it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. His name is Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels and we're glad you're joining us this morning. Trump was wrong. That's what Mike Pence said. He made his most blistering comments yet about Donald Trump. He did this at the Gridiron Club dinner in D.C. It's a, a little powwow. They get together and traditionally feature politicians making jokes about one another. He then took a serious tone after he he joked and he said, one thing I haven't joked about was that January 6th was a tragic day. Okay, let's, uh, Casey, dealer's choice here. Mm -hmm. Would you like to hear my commentary on Pence and then play the audio, or would you like to hear the audio and then do my commentary on Pence? Let's do the audio first so then we can rebuttal. (laughs) Thank you. Go ahead, Kevin. (laughs) But I've also made it clear that President Trump was wrong. I had no right to overturn the election. And his words that day were reckless. And they endangered my family and others at the Capitol. The American people deserve to know the truth of that day. They have every right to hold the president and others around him accountable. No one's above the law. This guy, Mm -hmm. and this is what you do when you have nothing in terms of actual accomplishments when you were in charge to talk about. And I'm going to come full circle on this in just a second. Mike Pence, and we have asked this question many, many times. There are a gajillion people who are on the Mike Pence gravy train and have been for 30 years. You call our hotline at 317-684-8444 and tell us what the signature accomplishment of Mike Pence, other than riding Donald Trump's coattails, has been. Mm -hmm. What was it as a congressman? An, An unfunded tax cut that drove up the national debt? Voting time and time and time again for an ill-begotten war that killed tens of thousands of other people's kids, deficits, national debt, uh, collapse of the economy. What, what, what was Mike Pence's signature accomplishment as a congressman? There is none. Oh, there it goes. Nope, no, no, no. It's it's not ringing now, off the hook. Now, now let's uh, let's look at, uh, and we've said we will play it. I will absolutely put it to the front of the line. If someone can tell me what the signature mm-hmm. accomplishment of Mike Pence is as a congressman, same as a governor, he got a very meager income tax increase or a decrease his first year. What what else? Embarrassing our state in front of the nation when he buckled on Rifro, which he desperately wanted until the heat heat got really hot in the kitchen, and then he caved was it the state-run news agency that he tried to promote was it a massive expansion of the socialized medicine program was it lying to people about opting out of common core only to opt back into 90 percent of common core because he was addicted to federal money there's nothing the guy is a complete zero the greatest accomplishment mike pence had was a mediocre radio show on this station (laughs) right there in that chair that's the signature accomplishment of mike pence because it's the one thing he didn't totally screw up So when you don't have anything to talk about, 
you've got to always play the innocent victim. What did Donald Trump have to do with January 6th? I've watched countless hours of video, and at no point did I see Donald Trump with a bayonet shouting charge. I didn't at any point see Donald Trump telling people, you go invade the Capitol. What I saw is Donald Trump telling people to go home who were not behaving responsibly. Mm -hmm. Now, I've heard very little from Mike Pence about Portland or Seattle or Mm -hmm. Chicago or Indianapolis, but he will not get off January 6th. Why? Because it involved him. And that's what the Pences are all about. If it involves them, just like Pence's wife, and she don't want to talk about this, spending who knows how much money. It's very hard to track. I was once told it was at least very high six figures on the governor's mansion when she was there. It's all about the Pences. The Pences are manipulative. They don't actually care about you. So he has no accomplishments. He has nothing to hang his hat on. He's a total zero. Nobody's going to vote for him for president. So what he does is he goes in front of the media at the gridiron dinner Mm -hmm. and keeps playing victim. Mm -hmm. Does Mike Pence believe that Joe Biden got 81 million legal votes? He wants to dump on Trump for what? Trump didn't tell anybody to do anything unethical or illegal on January 6th. He's entitled to have a rally. He's entitled to object to the election, just like countless people from countless parties have done throughout the history of this country. Does Mike Pence think Joe Biden got 81 million legal votes? He will not answer that question. The people around him will not answer that question because if the answer's no, then why'd you certify the election? Right. And if the answer's yes, well, then we're done here and you're done here. He's like a man without a party because he can't, keep attacking Trump because he's losing anybody who follows Trump. Right. He's not gaining any new people on his own. As you pointed out, no successful policies to brag about. One thing that he did say, and maybe it's because the one thing that he did kind of successful, as you mentioned, was the radio show. During this dinner, he he praised the press. Sure. He said, we were able to stay at our post in part because you stayed at your post. <laughs> So what's he going to get? A, a Maybe a couple nice write-ups in some random newspaper that nobody reads anymore anyway? Well, and, you know, we're not even talking about, I mean, you know, Mike Pence even sucked at investing. Look at the look at his, you know, Mike Pence was a very prolific uh, investor in Kill Brothers Oil Company. Right. You remember Kill Brothers yeah. Oil Company? That was the company his brother Greg ran that went under and then left a local bank holding millions of dollars in paper that never got paid back is my understanding. And then, of course, there was millions of dollars in environmental damage that we as taxpayers had to clean up. The Pences are great at taking a dump on the American people and taking a dump on the people of Indiana and going, somebody better clean that up. Mm -hmm. That's what they're great at. Does Mike Pence think that Joe Biden got 81 million legal votes? If the answer's no, then nothing that happened inside the Congress that day, should he be upset about? People have the right to contest elections that they don't think are free and fair. He did what he was going to do. But Donald Trump did not tell anyone, go storm the nation's capital. Mike Pence is Jake Blues, John Belushi, under the bridge in the Blues (laughs) Brothers with Carrie Fisher, with all the excuses, shouting, it isn't my fault. Mm -hmm. Two questions to consider. Will Pence talk about Trump like that in front of Iowa Republicans? 
And also, if he felt that way about January 6th, why challenge the special counsel subpoena? Well, and just days before, I mean, the audio is all over the place of him just days before saying what concerns Mm -hmm. he has about the election. When he was at a a rally, I think it was the one in Georgia, when there were the runoffs, him saying about all these concerns he has about the elections. You fed it. For you to get on some moral high horse now and act like, oh, this was just the worst thing ever. That people were all ginned up and were all excited and had and, and were questioning the outcome of the election. He, he questioned the outcome of the election. Right. Just days before. This is what I'm saying. I was around these people. I know these people. And I am so glad, Casey, that the people of this state and the people of this country are finally getting to see what Mike Pence and Greg Pence and all of those people are. He did do some self-deprecating dad jokes about his reputation as being a religious man. But then he said, I wanted to be a bad boy, the rebel type, the hellraiser. Can you imagine Mike Pence? The, the, Mike Pence is a pathetic person, and he and I cannot wait till when he finally has to stand on a stage with Donald Trump because we all know he's arrogant and conceited enough and, and self-absorbed. And he'll think that he's still good enough a- to be president. He'll still I, run. I, 1%. I, I can't wait, Casey, for the day that Donald Trump and Mike Pence stand on a stage together that I would pay a sizable amount of money to see that. Okay, let's talk about Ron DeSantis. He's crediting his anti-woke agenda for leading the Sunshine State's prosperity. Questions continue to surround him about a potential bid in 24. However, there is speculation now that he has privately told other people, yes, he is going to run. Oh, you're wearing the Ron DeSantis sweatshirt today. You can see that over there on the uh, YouTube. Mm-hmm. If you just put uh, Kendall and Casey into your YouTube uh what is it called? Is it a browser search bar? Yeah, the search bar. People always get upset that I call it the wrong thing. But if you just go there and put Kendall and Casey and you'll see, I am rocking the Ron DeSantis sweatshirt today. Now, let mm-hmm. me be very clear about this. Okay. If Donald Trump is the nominee for president, I will wholeheartedly support Donald Trump, as I think many, many Ron DeSantis voters will, because we cannot afford four more years of Joe Biden. But I think the robust conversation about who is best to be the face of the Republican Party and who is best to lead this party and who can not only lift themselves in swing states, but lift candidates around them in swing states Mm -hmm. is a very important conversation for this party to have over the next 12 months. And there's no problem in having the conversation. It's going to make whoever wins, DeSantis, Trump, it's going to make them a markedly better candidate. Okay, so he's been in Iowa, he's going to Nevada, he's touring the country with his book, calling it the blueprint for the rest of the country. He's casting himself as the fighter against the woke crowd. Uh, His blueprint, his Florida blueprint is what he wants as the America First agenda. But here's the thing. And he looks good. He's skinny now. He's lost a bunch of weight. Have you noticed this? Yeah, I have noticed that he has. Over the past couple of years, he's slowly trimming yeah, down. Yeah, I mean, he he went on some sort of dealio here over the last couple of months, too, big time. But if he doesn't address Social Security in the early stages, we're done. He's not being serious, right? Well, He's got to take some real interviews. Yeah, and, and the, this America is like a, an NFL team that has got to just, I mean, they've made bad draft picks. They've uh, signed bad free agents. They're over the salary cap. There's no one magic bullet. You know, it's not Reagan 
circa 1980, you know, coming in. Mm -hmm. There are so many issues in this country to address. And I think the biggest issue, I know we got to get to a break, but I think the biggest issue is that American idealism and American exceptionalism are under siege. And what I mean by that is the very idea of what it is to be an American and the, the blessing that is to be an American and the greatness that is America is totally under fire, not just from the world abroad, which I would expect, but inside of our own country and the, the, the people inside this country that hate it are winning. And so I think that is the first and foremost. There is not one thing. It's not, you know, cutting this guy or drafting this mm -hmm, guy. Mm -hmm. You've got to overhaul the entire, not the American, not the Constitution. I'm not talking about like the left is, but I'm saying basically everybody inside of this government mm -hmm. has got to go and we've got to get people back to believing in America and America's special place in the world again. Yeah, and I agree with you, but after a while, the flag waving, you can't run on that. You have to get down to, you know, brass tacks. Seriously, what are you going to do? And he is eventually, if he's serious, going to have to answer some of those questions. All right, it is 18 minutes after 10. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC and trending this hour. We go to the uneven parallel bars after conquering the world winning Olympic and world medals. UCLA's Jordan Childs got a second consecutive perfect 10 in gymnastics. Clearly, there is not a gymnastics event that this woman cannot dominate. Back to the bars and Jordan Childs. We talked about her difficulty earlier, just jam-packed. Number two in the country on this event. Going to do an in-bar hanger. Had a perfect 10 last week right here. There it is. Here we go. Got a chance. Found it. <laughs> She's going to put the judges to it again. Yeah, uh, uh, and then the dismount landed both feet flat on the ground. It was it was pretty amazing. Okay, I'm not I'm not in any way accusing you of manipulating the trending stories mm -hmm. because you're of immense integrity. Yeah. But why why is that trending? Like if that is a viewing on ESPN it gets like a point one share. Well, because how it's, is it trending? It's, it's the second consecutive perfect ten. Perfect tens are hard to get. But, but she got two in a row. But Casey, you understand social media better than I do, and so does Kevin. But how is something trending if no one is watching it happen? This is my question about social media in general. Like eight people saw that happen in real time. Yeah, but a is lot she, of people she, a lot of people saw it on social media. The clip. Maybe in real time when it was happening live at UCLA, it not, you know, the crowd there saw it. It just amazes me that that is a trending story. Okay, also trending, Jamie Lee Curtis. You got a problem with her? Uh, many. She's a super lib, but I mm -hmm. mean, other than that, mm -hmm. is that where you're going? Okay, well, she won an Oscar for Best Supporting Actress. And is this in Halloween? Well, the, the 93rd episode of Halloween? Yeah, afterwards she was asked some questions about inclusion in the Oscars, and she was asked if she thought the Oscar asked acting categories should no longer be divided between men and women and she said wasn't a bad idea but she had mixed feelings obviously i would like to see a lot more women be nominated so that there's gender parity 
in all the areas and all the branches, and I think we're getting there. We're not anywhere near there. And of course, the inclusivity then that involves the bigger question, which is do you, how do you include everyone when there are binary choices, which mm. is very difficult, and as the mother of a trans daughter, I completely understand that. And yet, to degender the category also, I'm concerned, will diminish the opportunities for more women, which is something I also have been working hard to try to promote. So it's a complicated question, mm -hmm. but I think the most important thing is inclusivity mm -hmm. and more women, okay. and basically just more she, women. Anyway. So she doesn't have an answer for you. It's complicated. What did she say? She said a whole lot of nothing. They gave her an Oscar for a movie she was barely in. Was it Halloween? No, it was some, I don't know, it was that everything, oh, okay. I, th I, I legitimately thought maybe she won an, an, an Oscar for Halloween. I mean, th but this is the thing, right? You just never can get a straight answer mm -hmm. from these people. Mm -hmm. Because if they give you a straight answer, then they're wed to the thing. Mm -hmm. And if they're wed to the thing, then they can't make the words mean whatever they need them to mean, whatever they want them to be. So on one hand, she recognizes... Well, yeah, if we just made it one category, then women probably definitely wouldn't win as much because I think, and I'm not trying to be sexist saying this, I think a high-profile male-dominated movie still does better, a lot like, you know, uh, uh, the Tom Cruise, mm -hmm. the... the uh, Top Gun, Top Maverick, Gun movie, you know, which was completely shut out of any awards, <laughs> which is just great, isn't it? Right? Isn't that that's the, the movie that saved Hollywood yeah. this year? But let's not give it any awards or acknowledge. But it. But she can't get off the liberalism, which is everybody's a victim right. and everybody's getting screwed, and there's always got to be some sort of intervention. Mm -hmm. So she can't get off that. But yet she knows that if you say, "Well, yeah, everybody's one category," well, then a lot fewer women women will, will win. Exactly. Yep. Finally trending, Indianapolis native Brendan Fraser. He won Best Actor at the Oscars last night for the movie The Whale. Best Brendan Fraser movie is The Scout mm -hmm. with Albert Brooks, in okay. which Brendan Fraser plays the greatest baseball player that ever lived, Steve Nebraska. Is he the only guy from Indianapolis to ever win an Oscar? No, uh, they were talking on the Fan Morning Show. I believe there has been another person who has won years and years ago, but as I don't follow anything with movies or care about these people at all, you don't know I, who I was it is. only half paying attention. <laughs> That's what Google's for. It is 27 minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. 317-684-8444. That is the phone number. If you'd like to leave us a message, a voicemail with your questions, comments, smart remarks, it is 1032. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. What are you doing? What happened? The camera broke because nothing works around here. What happened? I don't know. It just fell over. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, let's see. Maybe I can do this. This uh -huh. is some great radio here. You uh, you also, what, what is it that you have in the background? Uh, it's there? a Hillary Clinton mask. mask. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Casey, I'm going to rant for about a minute here, so maybe you can figure this out. You want me to hold it? Yeah, right? absolutely. Okay. Don't don't cut your headphones out there. Uh, hi, we're uh, we're the Kendall and Casey show here on WIBC. All right. <laughs> Do I need to go this way? Oh, there we go. All right. Anyway, just leave it where it is, and we'll figure it out during the break. Okay. 
Um, so last week we had the uh, privilege of having the discussion about. That's pretty good. I'll just stand up. How about that? Last week we had the privilege of having the discussion about the misfortune I had of going to the town council meeting in Brownsburg. Yeah. And how um, in the journal that I am writing to my daughter daily. Mm-hmm. One of the things I said that is a double-edged sword for me is that I take great pride in the fact that she will grow up in the same streets, on the walk on the same sidewalks, play in the same yards, uh, and literally grow up in the same houses that I did because mm-hmm. that's a sense of community and that's a sense of history. And I think it's very important when we teach community and history to our children. However... That being said, the community that she will grow up in is absolutely nothing like the community that I grew up in. The town itself, the identity of the town, the structure of the town, the sense of community that the town had is all gone. And none of that is for the better. Sometimes growth can be good. Sometimes improvements of communities can be good. But we are seeing this throughout the state of Indiana in which the uh, idea of what communities have always been or the character of the communities are rapidly being changed by outsiders who don't have a respect for the history or the legacy or what that community has meant to people who have made their lives there. I think Boone County is a great example. If we were to look at that farmland that is being gobbled up mm-hmm. by Holcomb to uh, uh, to placate and facilitate sweetheart deals for his mega corporations right. that, that he chums around with. And so uh, Nathan has been a longtime listener of our show uh, for years and years and years. He's, he's from Boston, but he's actually come out here before. That's how big a fan of the show he is. And Nathan called about this, and I thought he had some really good insights. I was listening to Friday's show, and Rob, you said something that really touched me, actually. Um, but you were talking about the journal that you're keeping for your daughter, and you talked about people coming into the neighborhood and just changing what the neighborhood was and the people who are there have nothing to say about it. Um, And it's actually a big concern of mine um, out here in Boston anyway. Um, As a matter of fact, a lot of the it's a a hot topic in a lot of the Democrat-run coastal cities um, the people on the left, they call it gentrification. But they, they've made it very much a racial thing because in the inner cities, there's a huge concentration of black folk or people of color, rather, that are being forced out of their homes by soaring rent prices, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but driving for Lyft... I should learn that it's not just a concern of people of color. Um, it's a concern of all all people um, are concerned with the current housing market and the way things are going and how people are being forced out of neighborhoods that they grew up in, that they were born in, because people are coming in and and determining how they want things to be instead of the people who live there. Um, And so, but I don't hear conservatives talk about this issue. 
at all. And so Nathan is is black, and so it's interesting when he has that take on it because mm-hmm. it is it is not a racially driven, or at least it shouldn't be. It often is, but it should not be a racially driven conversation because we are seeing this in one community after another throughout central Indiana in which people who are not invested in the community are building things in the community and they will take their profit and they will leave and they will not be there for whatever the ramification is. And what you have seen is as these communities have irresponsibly grown, the people who have moved into these communities have taken control of the community, the power structure. I mean, I think about like the town board where I'm at. There's one person who I can say grew up in this town Mm -hmm. and understands the history of the town. So then you have a group of people who have no investment in what that has meant to someone else or the character or what has sustained that community. And they are facilitating their own will of what that should look like. And the people who have made this thing what it is mm-hmm. are left with with nothing that made them want to be there in the first place. It reminds me of the song, Pave Paradise and Put Up a Parking yeah, Lot. you're right. And, and again, I'm not, and I do not say this as a person who doesn't believe there should be any growth. I understand there's going to be growth. I understand people want to move places. But in one community after another, we are seeing incredibly irresponsible, and I don't know if it's because of a lack of mental capacity, it's a lack of caring, it's a lack of understanding of, of, of planning. Maybe it's all of them put together. But once you take farmland and make it concrete. You can't unconcrete. You, you can it. never unconcrete it. So, yeah. uh, thank you, Nathan. We love Nathan. He's been a listener for for a long time and is a great guy. He mentioned rent prices skyrocketing. The average rent price in the U.S. right now nineteen hundred forty two dollars. It is it's nearly very, two thousand dollars on average. That's it is high. It is getting very, very expensive, high. especially in suburban communities, to mm-hmm. afford living. And they're raising the price for everyone that has already been there. And I was glad he called because, again, it does get focused a lot of times on this being an inner city issue in which poorer people, oftentimes they happen to be minorities, are being flushed out of the areas in which they have lived because of this. But it is now starting to happen to many, many middle-class people in suburban communities. Yeah, it's happening in the burbs as well. All right. uh, Somebody wanted to call. You had, of course, your epic rant last (laughs) uh, week on Jill Biden, which many people loved and have been talking about. Somebody else wanted to call about that. Hi, Robin Casey. This is your show. I just wanted to give a million thanks to what you said about Jill Biden and her disgusting nominations for courageous women. How low can she possibly get? My only hope is that I'm alive to see Joe Biden pay for what he has done to the American people. And I hope that Jill stands right along with him to take the same punishment for slapping every natural-born female in the face when she announced that. She is disgusting. Thank you, guys, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you can't cancel an entire gender with your identity politics. And it is a slap in the face to women who have been through so much and are courageous. And that can go, 
the full spectrum. Somebody had called and said, you know, what about women who have beaten cancer or women who have put on a uniform or a woman who has lost a child? All of these things take very courageous acts and, you know, you pulling yourself through. And yet the first lady of our country doesn't want to recognize a woman. Yeah. She wants to recognize a biological male pretending to be a woman. And it's 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 not right and I've had enough of it and I know that so many other women feel the exact same way because I have heard nothing but just over and over again from other women who are sick of it. They're just sick of the narrative that is being pushed on us and you cannot erase women. Yeah. Uh, one more phone call. One of the things I try to do on this show from time to time is talk about my faith. I do that for a variety of reasons. Number one, I know it really enrages demonic, godless people, and I know there are many of those who hate listen to our show every day. And so, if I can pipe a little bit of the good word into their uh, into their uh, speaker box, that's uh, a positive. Uh, but we also do it because one of the powers of this radio show, when you have tens of thousands of people listening not just every day but on the hour and then when you throw in the podcast i mean it's and, and every show obviously is that way on this radio station is to remind people that may not that may need a verbal affirmation you're not alone and if you're a person of faith it's okay to wear your faith if you're a person of, of that is a believer there are millions and millions and millions of people out there like you. And just because very, very oftentimes hate-filled people who really need help have tried to push faith out of the public square and public conversation, you don't just have to go along with that. You're not some outcast. You're not some person who should feel bad about expressing uh, your faith. And so I, we talked a little bit about this last week, and somebody called about that. I just heard your uh, comment about faith. In all honesty, that's probably one of the really sincere things I've heard you speak about. And once again, like you can always tell, you know, that you have compassion. At least that's my opinion. But you're good at what you do. You had mentioned about being open-minded and try it, the faith. You know, something that seemed to help me throughout life is uh, three little simple things, I call it, is how. How do I do something? Well, I'd be honest, open-minded, and willing. If I'm those three things, it's hard to go wrong. Hmm. Thanks again for your comment. And like I said, very much appreciated. And the talk of the faith and Jesus and everything, much appreciated. I like that. How? Yeah. How do I do it? Be honest, be open-minded, and willing. Yeah, that's good. Wow. People maybe can he take He wins that. today. Yeah, absolutely. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. All right, Hammer's next. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Good morning, 
1049 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC and Hammer's in the studio with us. Good morning. At one point in the 90s, we had the Verve, then we had the Verve Pipe. Mm -hmm. Why were we so into Verves in the 90s? (laughs) That was a cool music video, though. Because Bittersweet Symphony, and then there was the... The Freshman. The Freshman, Mm -hmm. right, the Verve and the Verve Pipe. I still don't know what Verve means, but uh, we had two of them in the 90s. You remember Merv? (laughs) Happy birthday, dear Verve. Hey, speaking of Valva, uh, it's Biden Madness. Big week for Biden Madness. Oh, today is a big one, Rob. We kick off regional finals today. Someone today is going to punch their ticket to the final four today. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So here's the bracket as it stands right now. Now, we should let people know who may be new to the program. Over at at Hammer and Nigel on Twitter, you can vote on these. It is great Biden gaffes against each other in a March Madness style bracket where you can vote each day. Now, this is 2.0 because we did this a couple of years ago, but we had so many new ones, Mm -hmm. we decided to do a new bracket. Mm -hmm. So some of your favorites may have already been in the first tournament. We only brought back two returners It's like a jackass movie. When you think they've used all of the content and done all of the (laughs) things they could possibly do, then there's just a whole new plethora of stupid Biden stuff. Taking in the crotch. We got another round of it. (laughs) So I'm going to run down the matchups we've got for the uh, the regional finals here. And Casey, Rob, you guys do a little bracketology. Tell me which one you you like here. Uh, The matchup we're going to have today features the only upset we had in round one against the four seed. The upset was the number 12 seed where Joe Biden talks about how doctors often mm-hmm. threaten to open up his head and check to see if he had a brain. And we also get a anyway yeah, in and, that story. And get ready, bow went down in flames. That will take on the number four seed where Joe Biden claims he can describe America in a single word. Oh, boy. And there's multiple words and it's gibberish. And then it somehow turns into this bizarre story of going through the Himalayas with mm-hmm. Xi Jinping. Yeah. And it closes with you can't prove that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a strong one. That that one. Yeah. I think I think that one's got a big case to win it all. It's interesting because the first one with the brain actually sets up the second yeah. one with the yeah. single word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, that is the matchup for today other matchups coming up this week uh we've got this is a good one you ain't black taking on anyway oh boy that's a that's a north carolina duke uh, style uh, barn burner we'll have true and a national pressure taking on where's jackie <laughs> after where's jackie had a blowout win in round mm-hmm. one that one's got a little bit of a local vibe to it right but the signature matchup yeah. of the regionals mm-hmm. happens on Thursday of this week. Mm-hmm. This is the Duke versus Kentucky regional mm-hmm. of a number of years ago where Leitner hits the shot. <laughs> Rob, we've got your favorite happy birthday velvet yeah. against you know the thing, the defending champion. Now, if you people on this program care about me at all, <laughs> you will lift happy birthday Valva. Mm-hmm. Because, so he's at an event with Martin Luther King III. On MLK day. Yes, and he I don't know if this was impromptu or what starts singing happy birthday to Martin Luther King III's wife. He either doesn't know or forgets her name and goes with something that is not even close to the name, but it trails off. It is just the most glorious of all mm-hmm. the Biden stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her name starts with an A. It's like Arvita or something, and yeah. it escapes me at the time. But it doesn't start with a V. Yeah. I can promise you that. It's, it's the real-life version of Seinfeld's Mulva. Mm-hmm. Right. And it ha- we have to carry this mm-hmm. to the 
Biden Madness Championship. Yeah, it, it, it's got it all. It's got some mumbling. It's got some singing and just. But standing in its way is the defending yeah. champion trying to go back to back. Yeah. Joe Biden firing up the base, talking about the Declaration of Independence. You know the thing. Hey, by the way, I saw Todd Meyer, who's one of the bosses over at The Fan, he used to be on this station for years earlier today, and I congratulated him on Purdue's inevitable second or third round exit from the tournament, <laughs> and he got very angry at me. Why is he mad? Because they can't win in the NCAA tournament. He's one of the train people that, you know, no wrong can be done uh-huh. from Matt Painter. Yeah. Now, Matt Painter's a great coach, great recruiter, but they're been a problem with getting next level, mm-hmm. right? They've had some really good teams last year. All you had to do is beat St. Peter's yeah, exactly. to punch your ticket. Uh-huh. Couldn't do that. So he's one of these guys that sleeps in pajamas every night. It's got the train <laughs> on it. Mm-hmm. You're all gold. It's all black That's all right. the time. Uh-huh. And a total little brother syndrome, right? IU sucks. Mm-hmm. He's one of those guys mm-hmm. to where IU they're not as good as Purdue. Let's mm-hmm. be honest. Even though they beat him twice, anybody that looks at those two teams would say, Purdue's probably the better team here. Well, he did the thing of, who do you root for? And I said, well, you know, lots of people go into various college basketball arenas and go, how many Big Ten tournaments did you win? <laughs> right. And like, here's the thing about like Todd, or Todd Meyer, specifically of the fan, is that if you're a fan of a specific team, you could rip on them. He never rips on yeah. them. Like, I'm a Cubs fan. I rip on the Cubs yep. more than anybody. Yep. I'm a Tennessee fan. I rip on the Vols more than anybody. It's all good, all roses, all the time to Todd. Purdue people are very sensitive. Guy's name, Todd. Boiler up! What's coming up this afternoon? We've got uh, Monday Gun Day. We've got Biden Madness. And Moonshine Monday is back. Fantastic. Thanks, Hammer. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIB. See?